0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Welcome to the 10th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. You can find me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, and suggestions on how to make the podcast better. That's where you can also message me in regards to coming on as a guest as well. I'd like to welcome on a good friend of mine, Zach Ricketts. Zach is an amazing groundskeeper that has made stops with the Burlington Bees, the Boston Red Sox, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Beloit Snappers, the Oakland Athletics Spring Training Complex, and now in Oakland, California, where he is the assistant head groundskeeper for the A's. Can't wait to catch up with my buddy Zach right after this break. Zach, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast, all the way from the West Coast. How does it feel to be the first guest that works in the major leagues?
0: Feels good. Hopefully we uh, start this thing up with a bang, and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. Me too, man. Me too. I've been looking forward to catching up with you for a while. Um can you kind of enlighten us on what your duties are during the season and in the off season?
0: Yeah, I guess technically we really haven't had much of an offseason since I've been out here uh, doing football and baseball. Um, pretty much regular season, just kind of managing the crew of guys, uh, just general baseball stuff, mowing, taking care of the dirt. Uh, luckily we don't have to pull the tarp a lot but occasionally we will Do the okay. same thing for football so okay keeps me busy that's for sure
1: oh I'm sure um I feel like groundskeepers were the original social distancers in the baseball industry. How has the covid nineteen pandemic affected your work so far if at all?
0: yeah, I mean it's definitely affected it and just for the fact that we don't have to. I mean, we don't have games, so we're not right. going in nearly as much. Um, I guess something with with like turf and gra- you know grass is it's never stops growing.
1: So, right. I
0: mean, right now we're doing like shifts. We go in uh, every guy goes in like two or three days a week. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty easy when you think about it. that one guy's on the mower, one guy's working on the dirt, one guy's watering, and they can't stay away from each other. So right. Yeah, it's it's not a whole lot different once
1: you actually
0: get out there and doing it. Yeah, uh, just stinks not having games right now.
1: Right, I know. I mean, everybody's feeling that right now. Um, has this affected your personal life at all?
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, obviously we're not going out to the store all the time. Uh, I mean, we really don't. With a new baby, we really don't do a lot. Anyway, as far as like going out to eat, and stuff like that, but uh, you know, it's just, it just stinks every now and then. You want to go get a good meal or something, you're like, Ah, shoot, I gotta get pick up, you know, you just right. can't do all the same
1: things, right? So right,
0: it's actually been nice though, in a way, being at home, uh, you know, with the new guy and just got married, what, like just over a year ago, so
1: yeah,
0: everything changed. And I'm able to enjoy it right now So that's been fun That's yeah.
1: good, That's good, man And you showed me uh, You put the little guy on FaceTime And uh, he's a yeah. cutie, that's for sure Dude,
0: He's fun, man He's I'm fun, sure. he's uh, messing with
1: him I'm sure, I'm sure uh, So you and I worked together in Beloit And when we were there We were an Oakland A's affiliate How did that help you get to Oakland?
0: um it actually helped a lot because we got to know you know all the roving instructors and uh, director of operations from the minor league side and mm-hmm. just all the coaches um so when an opening came up in arizona with the training facility you know, all these guys like hey you know the, let's bring this guy from Beloit and let's see if he's interested sure worked out great so just climb up the chain kind of Best way to do it, sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Alright And um, what was it like working at the historic Fenway Park?
0: Fenway was cool. It was uh, it was a blast. I mean, it was my first time working around Major League Baseball, so that Mm -hmm. was in itself was really neat. And then, like, I mean, Fenway Park and Sweet Caroline and like the whole deal. You Know lands down street, just uh, the whole atmosphere. It's coming right out of college, like I was just just loving it, loving every second of it. Probably one of the funnest things
1: I've done. Nice, last awesome. I uh, get back there real, real bad sometimes, but I I would love to go. I've never made it up to um, yeah. the Northeast like that, but I would definitely love to go at some point. Um, yeah, definitely worth it. What was it like not having to worry about pulling the tarp while working at Miller Park?
0: It's pretty sweet. Uh, we did it a lot in Boston. Um, oh, yeah, I'm so sure. Do it. And then uh, we actually did pull it twice in the walk. once.
1: You did tell me that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was preseason, and they didn't have the guys in there to close the roof, and they <laughs> wanted it, didn't want it to get soaked, so... When I had tarped it, but mm-hmm. that was definitely nice. It just made things a lot less stressful. Like, you're I'm doing sure. it all the time and, like, not getting sleep and stuff. It just, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think it was fun when I first started doing it. I mean, it can be. Yeah. You're doing it around game time and stuff, but I'm glad, glad we didn't have to do it there, and I'm glad we don't out here that often.
1: Yeah, you probably had a lot of sleepless nights in Beloit, right?
0: Yeah, I mean,. Yeah, uh sometimes for reasons besides the target we shouldn't have been but,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's uh, true
0: you're always watching the weather it's like i fall asleep with the weather channel on i like mm-hmm. wake up at 3 a.m you're looking at it yep stuff like that so yep, you're always watching it
1: yeah uh with the raiders moving from oakland to vegas how will that affect your duties
0: make life a lot easier yeah you won't have to mainly the worst parts of the changeovers when you're in both seasons because mm-hmm. you're like working you know almost all night long work till two or three in the morning some of our guys did right starting up at like five thirty the next day and it's like just don't have any time and you, you know you can do it once but when you're working a lot of hours for like two, three straight weeks, and then you do a couple of those, it's like, mm-hmm. your brain just quits working almost, it's crazy, and then guys aren't getting along with each other, and, right. you, you know, the pain in the butt, but, uh, yeah, so we don't have to be doing that, um, we'll have some mode of an off-season now, which, I guess now, it's, <laughs> it's all off-season, we got a long off-season, yeah. but, uh, I mean, that'll be kind of nice, just to feel but it's like in November to be free and not have to work weekends and stuff like that it'd be sweet
1: yeah missed <laughs>
0: uh, the NFL a little bit it was fun
1: yeah that was my next question if you were gonna miss the Raiders
0: yeah there was like a one month stretch where once we got the field in like October, November you know we weren't it wasn't real hard to take care, care of the field it hadn't gotten too beat up yet yeah I and mean, that was kind of fun you know you can go in and game days aren't hard for football so we were basically just hanging out and watching the day unfold and clean up afterward. Okay. So that was fun but uh, I used to play football in college and I've always enjoyed football so it's it's fun and there on the sideline watching the best in the world. Mm-hmm. That was a good time but it'll be good memories to look back on at some point.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Um so you spent some time on the east coast and in Arizona but what was it like moving to California after spending most of your life in the midwest
0: yeah California is way different it's uh just like a different type of living people are you know laid back uh, in a different way Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes not so much when you get on the highways and everybody's honking and yelling and uh Life is a different pace because of traveling and commuting to and from work. Um, so you're definitely it's way way different than the Midwest for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, different from Arizona too. Um, I think everywhere it's got its good things and, right. and bad things as well. So no, I love California with with the weather and then like all the Natural parks and oh, yeah. stuff. If you drive out of the bay, yep,
1: it's
0: been really cool doing that stuff. So I yeah. like California.
1: Yeah, i uh, I spent a summer in L.A. and that was pretty cool. Like it was like you go into work at ten and you leave at six, um, and then um, just I was like one stop, like one subway we stop away from um, like Hollywood Boulevard and. Um, all that stuff and it like never it like rained for a total of like 20 minutes like the entire summer that I was there um and like the food is awesome in California um -hmm. like In-N-Out Burger whew Man, that's well, well, no, no, pretty darn good. Yeah, um, yeah
0: my family gets up and they come out here.
1: Yeah, but it's it's totally a different feel. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of more laid back and and but I've never been to Oakland, so it's probably a little bit Oakland's, different up there.
0: Oakland's different, man. It's uh, there's some rough areas, but there are some cool areas downtown. Um, where a new stadium is going to be hopefully uh, the next couple of years. That's a really cool area. Yeah, there's a lot of food and stuff right down on the water so and, <laughs> it's different it's unique but
1: yeah um this question wasn't on the outline that I gave you but um
0: surprise question,
1: yeah who do you keep in touch with um from our Beloit days um as far as like players and coaches go I know uh, some, clearly there's been some that have made it to Oakland
0: yeah yeah that's what's been really fun about going through the A's system is you know we had I think a really good team. One of the years we were there.
1: Yeah, they the definitely First year. Put some
0: good players through there. Um, I'd say, you know, the main two, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, they were both in Beloit. Right. So then I'd see them every year at spring training. And I'd see them at restaurants in Arizona. Um, you know, some of those guys live down there. Um, so definitely those two I know probably the best out of players. Right. Um, Ryan uh, Christensen is the bench coach now. He was yeah. the manager in Beloit. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I've got a good relationship with him. Uh, he lived he lived like a block away from me when I was in Arizona. Oh okay. So I'd see him occasionally in the off season. Uh, and then our uh, bullpen catcher, you remember this name? Uh, Phil Pole.
1: Yeah. Remember Phil? Yeah. He was
0: a catcher for the snappers. Uh, awesome, awesome guy. Uh, I talk to him every, every day in Beloy- or in uh, in uh, well in Arizona. I talk to him, and then now out here in Oakland, we
1: hang out. Every he's day. an awesome guy, and I always hoped yeah. that he would make it. And then I saw that he got the bullpen catcher job, and yeah. you know, just good, good for him, man.
0: Yeah, it's fun just to like see someone like that who's like he's not like arrogant or cocky or like he just has fun every day. And yeah. He, uh, like, here's a good story of Phil for you. We were doing an overnight changeover, and the field was just in brutal shape, like terrible mm-hmm. shape. It rained that morning. We had a football game on Sunday, a baseball game Monday night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we we're like scurrying. We hadn't had breaks all day long. We were just like to where we couldn't even walk anymore almost. And uh, the last thing was getting the warning track ready. And players are starting to come out at, like, 6 o'clock. They're looking at the field. They're, like, taking ground balls. They're like, are we going to be able to play? And Phil, like, he's like, you know what? I'm tired of screwing around, just standing around. He's like, give me a rake. And he takes a rake and, like, <laughs> takes the nail drag. And he's, like, working the warning track, like, helping us get the field ready. And uh, That's I awesome. that's kind of who he is, you know. He's like, I don't care if it's my job or not. Like, I, I want to help, you know. Yeah. So, that's well, been fun having him around, and there's so many guys too that I've seen in Arizona. Um, here's a name you'll remember. Uh, I believe he went to the same school as you, uh, Lou Trevino.
1: Big Lou. Yeah. I was going to bring him up. Yeah, he went to yeah. Slippery Rock. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, And I think if I remember correctly. He came over. He used to come over and uh, hang out at our place in Beloit occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, he'd come over there, but he's he's an awesome guy. I, uh, I'll hang out with him occasionally during batting practice. Yeah. See what's up. So it's kind of cool when you can look back throughout the years and like see all these guys and their journey.
1: Absolutely. And once they
0: get up to the big leagues.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw Sky Bolt made his uh, major league appearance mm-hmm. last year. Um, yep. Yeah, and there. and uh, yeah, there's so
0: many guys that I've seen down at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still talk to... Uh, remember Daniel Robertson?
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: shortstop, I think, when we were there. Yeah. He's playing with Tampa now. Mm-hmm. So I'll see him whenever he comes into town. That's cool. But, uh, yeah,
1: that's yeah, neat. Yeah, so back to Phil Pohl. I remember... Um, You know, he was a solid hitter as far as catchers go. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't lighting the, you know, the world on fire in low A. um, But he had had not hit a home run all season. And he hit a go-ahead grand slam one night in Beloit. And I was going crazy in the press box just because I like the guy (laughs) and I want him to succeed. And, like, I was just like... I, I like, looked at my stat sheet. I was like, this is the first home run of the year, and it's a go-ahead grand slam in, like, the bottom of the eighth, you know? yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, we'll uh, wrap up this episode with Zach Ricketts right after this break. Welcome back, Zach. What's the biggest difference between growing grass in the Midwest and on the West Coast?
0: Biggest difference is it's easier out on the West Coast. Okay. To be honest, I mean the weather's so nice; it's just it's perfect grass growing condition almost year round.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you do have to water more, but uh, it's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, sunshine.
0: Just the amount of sunshine we have, uh, it's super easy. And really in the central California area specifically, like you go down to southern California and Arizona, they get all the sunshine and everything, but they have to transition in the wintertime to like winter grass and summertime oh, okay. back to Bermuda. So yeah. for us, we can we can really almost grow every grass almost year round. So. Nice. It's pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. I love it. In that regard, nice. Midwest thing you mentioned earlier—the uh, snow and stuff you deal with—I like,
1: don't miss that.
0: Yeah, like trying to get a filter ready when it's snowing, and then like in August, just to get heat and humidity and like thunderstorms, and it can be—it can be hard at times. So yeah, it in California.
1: You always um, enjoyed like. You know, kind of defying the odds as far as, like, growing grass and stuff. I remember one time, uh, you you know, you did a fantastic job with pretty much nothing in Beloit. Um, But we were sitting at The Rock one time. Shout out to The Rock in Beloit. Good good spot, man.
0: I still dream about that every every now and then.
1: (laughs) Me too, man. And um, we were sitting there, and we were watching... um, a Blue Jays preseason game, and they are playing in Montreal. And you were commenting about how the field looked like crap, and <laughs> and you were and you know we were a few uh, drinks deep at that point, And you said you said you know what, like if somebody just gave me the opportunity, I could make that field look amazing in Montreal. Well,
0: I'm trying to think what. Can't think back to that exact or that exact time, but I know they have Montreal. They have artificial turf, so I don't know if I was talking crap about that, or or actually, you might have been. Yeah, I want to say that at one point they were talking about putting grass somewhere up there, and I remember thinking that would be cool.
1: Oh, I think we were talking about if they brought the expos back and they build a new yeah, stadium, yeah. yeah,
0: something like that. But I try. I try not to. I try not to uh, judge other fields now on TV because, you know, you don't understand unless you're there what they went through, so hopefully, uh, you know, every guy has a good field, but sometimes you just can't help it Yeah, football and stuff like that.
1: Well, and, um, like, the field in Oakland looks amazing, but you can kind of tell and I, ho- I hope I'm not slapping you in the face when I say this, but, like, you can kind of tell when football season and baseball season overlap. Yeah. Like, you, you look at the outfield, yeah, you and you, you... can definitely tell. Yeah. And
0: to be honest, uh, we can hide it more on TV than if you're actually looking. Oh, okay. Because you walk out, like, in the middle of the hashes, like, for a football game, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's right down the foul line where all the players stretch and... Kind of the baseball guys get loose. Yeah, those areas just get so beat up, like um, right in front sure. of end zones. It, it it does get pretty bad after the football
1: game. Yeah, it,
0: it also can come back quick too.
1: So yeah, it's always a battle. Yeah, yeah. and um, I see some of the pictures that you post. Um, I saw on your LinkedIn like some good mo patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. What's your favorite Mo pattern? And what is the best one you've ever done?
0: Um, my favorite—I feel like I have a couple at the different places I was at. Um, we've done two out here in Oakland where we actually use like the uh, there's like this turf printer that can print like real intricate designs. Really? It just uses air. Yeah. So cool. we did one for our 50th anniversary. Season in Oakland. It was pretty cool. Okay. And then we did, uh, we put the word rooted on out outfield. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. So those are fun, but uh, when a printer does it, it almost kind of takes away a little of your artistic, you know, ability.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I enjoyed, we did one really cool and it was all by hand for the WAC conference tournament when I was down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we, like, their logo out in the outfield. We just did a bunch of like crossing lines and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So that was cool. And then there's a couple in Beloit that I enjoyed too. I think we put the A's logo in there. I think it was after the season, maybe. We put the A's yeah. logo in the That was cool. And then just, just a couple different ones with uh, a lot of like different stripes going different directions and stuff. Okay. I mean, it's it's fun doing those. Uh, it really is. Sometimes, if you're getting too crazy with it, it'll uh, affect the playability. So sure. it's kind of a fine line where you want to make it look nice, make it look cool, be a little creative, but you know, also not hurt the field while you're doing it.
1: Right, right. Um, so you and I spent a lot of time together in Beloit. Um, i crashed on your couch many a times thank, thank you for that um i i i won't forget it um we had a lot of good times um shared many many nights out and drinks and that um but what was your favorite part about working together in beloit
0: um my favorite part i think this is generally what you get when you kind of work at a low level minor league is is just having, like, that small front office and, like, like you and me, we like, think of all the different things we did together around the stadium, whether it was, like, taking the batting cage down and putting it up or, like, cleaning the bleachers or, right. you know, office retreat parties or Christmas parties, and you're just, you almost like a little family. Yeah. Every time you're there, and it's, it's really fun. If, if, I always tell these guys that I see that I've only worked like in a major league field. I'm like, dude, you gotta go down to the minor leagues for a couple of years because it's yeah. so much fun. You know, you get to do, I mean, really, you get to do kind of what you want in a right. lot of those places. Like, you don't have people telling you, you have to do this, you have to do that. So mm-hmm. Sometimes that's good, sometimes maybe not so good. You, when you're young and try and, you know, take those opportunities. And remember a few nights when Bill would have all the interns running around doing trash pickups,
1: maybe, with, with a few beers before they did that. Yep. You know, after the game was over,
0: so, I mean, it's fun, though. It's so much fun, uh, that atmosphere, and just, you know, like you and Brett and Dalton, and, you know, those guys, it's just fun to, to get to know people, kind of like a, like a little family.
1: Yeah, yeah, we certainly had a blast uh, working together um yeah. yeah like you said it was tight knit and very small front office and none of us were from that area so we just kind of had to make the best with what we had and yeah. um i wouldn't change it for the world man like some of the Probably. some of the stories you know of us hanging out together were were pretty awesome so yeah um
0: could
1: go on for days That's oh yeah um, are there any tarp pools that stand out to you that you can share?
0: Yeah, actually, I was, was thinking that a little bit. Uh, I remember one of them with me, Natalie Toby, and Dennis and the president.
1: Oh boy, there were
0: three of us. It was pouring rain, and we were trying to get the tarp across the field. I want to say it was like two days before the team came home. And I think everyone else was like gone for, might have been like the All Star game or something. Whatever it was, we were the only three that were close, and there was some heavy rain coming. (laughs) And we started and we didn't finish. I'll say that we got a halfway across. Oh boy. I think it worked out okay. And then I also remember one where you, I think, started it like almost by yourself. You remember getting that ranger out because we used to hook it up to that Polaris ranger. Oh yeah, yeah. We were all down the street at like a little league game, and uh, this big storm comes, and you're at the stadium. You're like, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "Start pulling it out. We'll be there soon." Thank you, Florida, or something. You know, sped out, maybe like made a mark or something. Oh,
1: I do remember that now that yeah, you say which that.
0: From time to time, but uh, we, I think we got it on then too. I think you had like three or four guys at the stadium and like yeah barely got it on, but we did.
1: I think it was a high school game.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's a high school game going on and there was like a snappers game the next day or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do remember I uh
0: one one more comes to mind too. I remember we had been rolling the tarp nonstop for like three or four days, a bunch of storms, so everyone was tired. and we We're probably doing a crappy job rolling it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to pull it. Started raining hard during the game. And I remember we went to roll it out, and it rolled from the first from first base straight across to third base. I don't know how we had it rolled up, <laughs> but uh, we got it. But the thing was, we got it rolled out, and all of a sudden the umpires like, "No, no, no! Roll it up! Roll it up!" So we went ahead and just rolled it right back to the fence, and they kept playing.
1: Oh, wow. I don't remember what,
0: that. interesting trying to unfold it, going from uh, first to third. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do re- I do remember leaving a mark on the field, and I apologize <laughs> for a couple days for that. We
0: survived that one, so it's yeah. all good. Get... Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, groundskeepers are usually the first ones at the ballpark in the morning and the last ones to leave at night now that you're married and have a little one how are you able to balance your busy schedule with having a family
0: Uh, it's definitely tough I mean I haven't had to do that yet just because not in the baseball season anyway Right. he was born in November so we had a little bit Uh, a little bit of football left. Okay. but uh, So I haven't had like a homestand or anything yet. But, I mean, I know I'm still going to have to work some of those hours, those long hours. And, uh, you know, Christina's fine with that. I think you just have to make it a point when you're not working those hours to just be more, um, you know, be more available. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of like side hobbies and I'm not, you know, doing entertainment type thing like I used to so it's like you know when you're not working you know you're going to spend time with family and I'm fine with that
1: yeah so, okay um,
0: so we, we definitely spend quality time together too I think that's something that uh, I've really been working on is like you know instead of just sitting there kind of dozing off staring at a computer or like your cell phone or something like just put it down for a while and have some like good conversation and stuff like that I mean, you just have to be real uh purposeful in
1: the time that you do have sure sure and i know you're not active all the time on social media but where can the listeners find you on social media
0: i would say the two that i'm probably on the most would be facebook or linkedin okay um i try occasionally to Put some stuff up there. Um, I don't always get get it updated. Uh, At some point, I do want to put. uh, Kind of been working on like a presentation of the last year
1: of
0: Alt uh, baseball changeovers.
1: Oh wow!
0: And I'd like to uh, somehow put like a little slideshow or documentary thing or something out where people can see all the behind the scenes and the pictures and stuff of what went on the last last time ever that they did. NFL and MLD. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get that out at some point. I got all this time now, so
1: that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty crazy to think. Um there's not there's not gonna be any stadiums that host both now.
0: Yeah, not on a full time basis. I'm sure you know, I'm sure at some point there'll be a stadium where they're like, hey, let's do one NFL game or one major league game, but right. It doesn't make sense to do both anymore, man. It's no.
1: Just
0: crazy things that went on and how much the field got destroyed.
1: Yeah. I know they do the pinstripe bowl at Yankee no. Stadium, um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. as far as, you know, the major leagues go.
0: Yeah. And they'll do, like, college stuff after baseball season's over or whatever, but just, right. it's not smart but in the same season.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um. So, I don't know if you've heard any other episodes, but what has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song during your baseball career, and whose was it? That's how we close out every episode. Um,
0: well, that would probably have to be Regulate by Warren G. That was my uh, my song... The last couple of years
1: of college. Okay. I finish
0: my going to the plate
1: with that song. All right. That's pretty good one. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll close out the episode with Regulate by Warren G. And thank you so much, Zach, for taking the time to come on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. And I hope you can come back on at some point. And, um, yeah, just... Just spread the word about the podcast and uh thank you. It was you a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to console some skirts for the east so I can get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all the mountains. let hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a couple of girls, they don't need to tweak all you search. No, what's up with 213?
0: You've listened to the Pulling tar Podcast, distributed by Stove Lake Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.